Girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. I'm your host, Miosha. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. So, as you may have noticed from the intro this week, that Samaria is not here. However, we do have a special guest filling her space this week. Crystal, welcome to the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. Thank you. We're going to jump right into our first segment, which is called Girl, What's Good? And in this segment, we talk about things that we've been loving for the last couple of weeks. It could be a book, a bottle of wine, a store, a restaurant. So Crystal, what have you been loving and what's been good with you? So far this summer, I have been loving ice cream, girl, ice cream and my favorite flavor is Haagen-Dazs Caramel Day Leche or something or Dulce de Leche. Okay. It's the best. I buy it in a pint size and I finish it in like two days. It's really bad, but it's so good. Um, absolutely love it. Um, I don't know why I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is hot enough for it. Yeah. I will say I'm not a big ice cream person. If I do eat something frozen, typically it's frozen yogurt. However, I'm glad you bring up ice cream. I did try a new ice cream this past week, this past weekend. Have you ever had, um, it's an ice cream where they like roll it flat. It's like fresh cream, fresh uh, fruit ingredients. And then they pour it on this slab and then it like freezes over and then they roll it up. It's called hand rolled ice cream. Yes, it's so good. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with ice cream if y'all know. If y'all can tell, love it. It's it's really good. And it's funny. I just said I'm I usually don't eat ice cream, which I don't. I would have picked frozen yogurt, but the plaza we were in had ice cream, and that's what my family wanted to eat, so that's what we had. Yeah. So for me, I've actually been loving Pinterest right now. I'm like in the middle of home renovations, furnishing my house. I just moved in not too long ago. And I'm also in the process of planning my son's first birthday. And yeah, for the last week or two, I've been on Pinterest heavy. I feel like I kind of go in waves on Pinterest where I'm like on there all the time. And then I delete the app because it can get overwhelming. (laughs) Like it's just, it's great because you have access to so many ideas and it, you know, it can help boost your creativity and expose you to things that you wouldn't have thought of on your own. But then sometimes I could just find myself browsing for way too long and it's too many options to the point where it's hard for me to make decisions on whatever it was that I was on there looking for. So, but I, but I have been loving it and I will say that I'm thankful that I'm kind of at this point in my life where we do have something like Pinterest because I guess my mom's generation, they would have just been looking in the catalog, (laughs) like like JCPenney or Dillard's catalog. Very true. Yeah. And if they wanted to, you know, order something or I guess like even if you wanted to see how it looked in someone else's house, you just you had to order it yourself. You didn't have a choice. You just had to order it, see how it looks and then painstakingly send it back. Exactly. Yeah. It leads me down this rabbit hole 
where I'm just like, I'm spending way too long on here. Like I'll click something and it'll bring up a whole bunch of other things. I'm like, wait, but there's more. <laughs> log off, log off. I'll be pinning like three, four different boards at one time. So it's, it's a good thing, but it, it can be a bit much. So, but yeah, P- Pinterest is my what's been good. But yeah, so we're going to jump right into the topic for today, which is cross-cultural relationships. And for the sake of this conversation, when we say cross-cultural relationships, we mean two people that are either interested in each other or already in a relationship, and they could either be from the same place or not, but they grew up or were raised culturally different. And so this topic for me is actually pretty close to home because I myself am married to a person who grew up culturally different from me. My dad is Kenyan, um, so that would make me first generation American on my dad's side. However, I was raised by my mom, who is Eidos or Black American, however you want to describe it. And then my husband, he's first generation American from both of his parents, and they were both born and raised in Kenya. So while him and I both are American and were born in the States, we were raised culturally different just from our parents being from two different parts of the world. And so I think as we become women and we start to date, the cultural background of the person that we're interested in is something that we may consider and just how it's going to impact your life and your decisions going forward should you choose to partner with them long term. So Crystal, did you have any preconceived thoughts around cross-cultural dating before your first cross-cultural relationship? Okay, so that's a heavy question. Um, <laughs> we're, just, we're jumping right in. Right on it. Um, so during my adolescence years, I would say um, I was very open to dating whomever, you know, I wanted to date everyone, you know, try, you know, you know, mostly because I didn't really have a group to fit in. I couldn't fit in with my black friends. I couldn't fit in with my white friends. I couldn't fit in with my African friends. I'm like, I'll just be friends with everyone. I'll just date everyone. Um, And it wasn't until actually college when I had like a core group that I was like, okay, let me try like dating within my culture, within my race. Um, And then now I know personally that as long as they're black or, you know, I'll date them, but this is like, I've dated one guy who um, was not within my, um, I would say my cultural group. So mm-hmm. like not African or African at all, um, or Caribbean, any of that. Um, but I guess I've evolved in a way where, or maybe not evolved, <laughs> where, I don't know how you would call that. I went from like dating everyone to just like, no, I'll just date people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not not sure how you would call that. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't say you've gone backwards. You've just gone in a different direction, maybe. Yeah. As Yeah. I mean, I just know there's just one group I wouldn't date, period. (laughs) Like, okay. So I'd say yes and no. And if Samaria were here, she'd be like, you just need to pick one answer. (laughs) She totally would. But I have good reason. So like you, I feel like in my early dating years, if you were to ask me, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm open to dating anyone. Well, one, I wouldn't say I actively thought about it. However, if I were asked, I'd say, oh, I'm open to dating anyone. But as time went on, I'd say from having conversations with friends, 
either consciously or subconsciously, I noticed that I was only dating the same type of person of, or of the same cultural background. And so from that, I realized like, hey, maybe I'm not as open as I thought I was. And looking back, if you were to have asked me, it would have been probably because I had certain thoughts or judgments about other cultural groups, you know, that were different from me. So that's why I say yes and no. As of right now, because I'm with a person who was raised culturally different from me, then I'd say, while I may have had some preconceived thoughts about people who were culturally different from me, it didn't mm-hmm. stop me from entering into a long-term relationship with someone who was different. So that's why I have good reasoning for my yes and no. <laughs> All right. We'll take your yes and no. What have been some challenges you've experienced or witnessed in cross-cultural relationships? Yeah. So I'd say in cross-cultural relationships in general, I'd say if you have two people who maybe can't genuinely accept the differences in culture of the other person, or if one of the people is looking for the other person to embrace way more aspects of their own culture than what that person is really interested in or what they want to do or what they can do. Obviously, if they're raised different, even if they have the best of intentions, it may be, even if they want to, it just may be difficult for them to because they were, they went their whole life being one way. And now you may be expecting them to be embracing things that just don't come second nature to them. So yeah, I'd say that in general. And then I'd also say maybe just not like maybe you accept them from for who they are. But if you're always trying to push them to do things culturally your way, it's almost like you're trying to change them in an indirect way. So it's like you, you're with the person and you may even be excited about the relationship. However, um, it can be challenging if, I guess boundaries is what I'm trying to explain, if you're just not aligned on the same page. So yeah, what, what about you? That's interesting. That really hit real close to home. So some challenges. So like I said, I've dated two people so I would say like so far like outside of my culture um the first one it was just like our ideals were just very different more like his family ideals we were in college um he was Jewish white Jewish guy and I went over to his house and pretty much expressed that his parents were racist I'm like oh okay wow cool (laughs) um but he said it in a way we're like um so um we have to leave or you have to leave before my parents get home <laughs> because my mom is, and he said in a way, kind of racist, haha, like, like, like it's a joke. And I'm like, oh, okay. And of course I left. I'm just like, I think I'll leave now. And then I was just like, this is just not going to work out. It's I almost know. like he tried to break it to you easy by easy. joking. Yeah. That's, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, you may not think you're racist, or I don't know what you think, but this is not the relationship for me. Um, so that ended. And then the most recent one, and it really got me thinking when you, um, let me explain how it may seem like we're trying to change the person. And now I'm thinking about, I'm like, is that what I was trying to do? Because like I dated a black guy, but he's, he's African-American. So okay. I, um, and I always found myself like, oh my gosh, I have to explain so many things to him. And I don't want to have to explain these things. Like, 
I was telling Tasha, I'm just like, I'm playing a board game with him. I'm trying to teach him the game and he's just like not understanding it. And I'm just like, this is, this is too much or his like, his values did not align with mine. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't, he wasn't close to his family enough that I thought it was, you know, I thought it was strange. I'm like, what do you mean you're not close with your family? Like mm-hmm. they're 20 minutes away. I talk to my sisters all the time and they're like across the country. Yeah. So I'm like, this is strange. And I felt myself getting very like frustrated in a way, but then trying to be like, you can just like hang out with them. He was like, no, I don't want to. So maybe I was trying to change him. And I didn't think I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was trying to change it, but now that you're saying it, I'm just like, maybe I was changing him. I really was. I can't say that you were trying to change him. Um, I think it's natural when you're in a relationship, though, that you may want to share certain things or you want the person that you're with to experience the joys and benefits maybe of the way you do things in your culture. However, if you've explained it and you know, they just don't seem interested. And I think it kind of goes back to what's second nature. We do so many things based off of how we were raised Mm -hmm. and what's been ingrained in us that we don't realize maybe just how easy it is for us Mm -hmm. to be a certain way or do certain things. But if they're raised different, you're, you're coming from a completely different world. And so I, I, get, I think the best way to think about it is if there were things that he maybe was encouraging you to do or not do that was so far from how you were raised culturally, you might have the same type of response that he had. I'm not sure, but <laughs> um, I will say, um, you know, just to kind of piggyback off what you said, personally for me, I think one of the challenges of being with a person, being with a person who was raised culturally different is to not jump to conclusions or assumptions that something is bad or wrong just because it's different Mm -hmm. than maybe how you were raised or what you're used to in your culture. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's another challenge that I've experienced personally, because, you know, you kind of have your own way of doing things. And depending on how old you are, when you do pair with that person, some of those things can be very solidified. And just if it's just really important to you, um, you know, you're not, you're just not looking to change or you're not interested to do things in a different way to appease someone else's culture. We've talked about the challenges, but have you experienced any positive things that have come about from a cross-cultural relationship, either yourself or it can be another relationship that you've been close to or witnessed? One thing that I've always loved about, you know, like dating outside my culture or like seeing others date outside their culture is just the food. Um, I'm a foodie. I love food. Girl, I will saying type of food Uh, my palate is just so I would say it's mature it's just it's out of this world like if you any culture of food like I'm interested in trying it and so one thing I've noticed is just sharing this love of like cooking and seeing others with their spouse and be like oh you get to try this food you get to teach your children how to cook this food your children are learning how to cook like African food Liberian food Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also like the language thing where um one thing I wish I had the opportunity to do was you know like learn how to speak another another language like fluently not just 
here, you know, hello, bye, <laughs> yeah. bathroom. <laughs> um, so, Not survival um, language. Yeah, exactly. So in, cross, in those relationships, I'm always like envious. I'm like, these kids are like bilingual, multilingual, and they're speaking this and that and English. And so, yeah, I've always been jealous of that. So I think that's a positive, definitely. Yeah, definitely. For me, um, I'd say I've experienced a renewed connection to my father's culture. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, my dad was born and raised in Kenya. My mom is Black American, but I was raised by my mom. So I didn't have exposure to my dad's side of the family and culture growing up. And so in partnering I've been able to experience the culture, the language, the people in such a big way. And I know that probably had I not been paired with him or a person of a different culture that I wouldn't have had that exposure. Even at this point, um, we've even traveled to Kenya together about two years ago. And I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that I would have never went, but definitely being with him and being a part of his family, you know, it was even more motivation for me to make that trip. And in a way, I, I do feel more connected with my dad um, than, than I did before. So yeah, definitely exposure and interesting because when I have connected with my dad's side of the family after I got married, they were so shocked that <laughs> my husband was Kenyan because you know, they're like one year in America, there aren't that many Kenyans. And then two, just from like the history of my dad and myself, my family, which maybe in a later episode, I'll go into more details on that. But they were just so shocked that I would, that, you know, it's just such a small world and that him and I would end up together. But yeah, it's, I definitely say exposure to culture that being in America, it would have been harder for me to do that had I not been connected with my new family. So, <laughs> all right. Have you experienced any elder influence on the cultural background of your partner? For me, I'd say growing up, no. My my mom and my stepdad have always been very, I guess, open minded about who I was dating or who I'd be paired with. Uh, so, I'd say thankfully, I haven't experienced that. However, I will say that even if they were like, oh, we don't think you should be with this person of this cultural background, um, it's my life and I'm going to do what I want to do anyways. Um, I'm not going to say that it wouldn't be hard because I think all of us, to a certain extent, do want our parents' support of who we're with. But at the same time, you know, it, it's my life and who you partner with is such a big, it could literally tilt your life in one way or the other. And it can go, you can go in many different directions depending on who you're partnered with. I will say though, that I have noticed that when I've met other people from different parts of the world and maybe their parents, maybe, you know, they're the kids of parents who immigrated here. So they're first generation American. I'd say I've witnessed the parents aunties, the cousins being very vocal about, you know, them pairing with a person. I wouldn't even say just of the same race or ethnic yeah. background. I've even heard down to the tribe, <laughs> um, even in America, which I mean, come on, like, it's not that many Black people here to begin with. But I I've even heard that from a few girlfriends 
what about you? All right. So like elder influence, um, I wouldn't say much of an influence, but more like a warning. Like, mm. um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was always like Liberian people can be a bit, <laughs> they like to be with their own. <laughs> so I was always told, you better not go date or marry those white men. You know, they can kill you <laughs> when they get mad. They can just go kill you. That was so literally, that was their warning. Like, you know, all those, do you watch ID? Those white men quick to kill their whole family. So like, that's all they would tell me. I'm like, what? Like from zero to a hundred. Like, I'm like, how do you go? Like what, where? I'm like, stay off of ID, please. Um, but now. But even that seems like it's, it's kind of coming from those preconceived thoughts of what you how, you know what they maybe what they know to be true maybe from what they've seen on tv but too much tv yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but now it's just kind of like when are you gonna get married they're not even asking me who they don't care if they why it's just like when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have children I'm like um does it matter but and I'm I'm glad you you bought that <laughs> up because that's one thing that I've seen where it's like, okay, we think you should be with this person or that person from this specific cultural background. And I understand it and I respect it and actually admire it if you are able to be with someone who is of the same cultural background. There are benefits of culture continuing on past your own generation. So many things can get lost just in that one, in that one decision from culture, food, traditions, all different types of things. However, I think as women in the U.S., minority women, Black women, I think it may not even be that you don't want to be with someone of the same cultural background. It could just be like a numbers thing and who who are you around and what do you have access to and yeah. And I think that for people who may have immigrated here, it could be hard for them to understand your point of view or experience in the whole dating world. Because if if you're coming from back home or wh- wherever that home is, mm-hmm. these are things that you probably didn't think about or have to think about. Because at a minimum, or I'd say at the most, you might find love with someone like two tribes over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, or maybe someone from a different part of the city. But yeah. not necessarily like, oh, this person could be a whole different race or from a whole different country. And not to say that it, they don't realize that how difficult it is, but they just, we wouldn't understand their point of view. And then they wouldn't understand our point of view. Being minorities in America, being such a small portion of the population, if we were all back home, we wouldn't even be talking about this. No, we would not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neosha, do you have any thoughts about people? us women um, of our generation who are minorities but still only want a relationship of the same culture? I'd say it's okay to want what you want and, you know, don't let other people pressure you into not wanting or wanting something else. Maybe prioritize how important it is in terms of being in, you know, partnered with someone of the same cultural background and just make sure that when you prioritize it, make sure that you're not being influenced by how important it is for other people, because it's your life. We've said it many times on this podcast, you know, you're going to have to live with that decision. 
I will say that it is something to think about in terms of where you live, how many people there that are of the same cultural background that are like you or interested in the same things. You may have to maybe get a bit more creative, maybe, you know, be interested in online dating or word of mouth, maybe not leaning on traditional, what I would call traditional (laughs) ways of meeting a potential partner like, oh, I bumped into this person in a coffee shop. You know, you you just may have to be more open so that you can kind of, I don't want to say cast a wider net, but have exposure to people who are like you, even if they may not be in your city, they may not. It just depends on, I think, where you live. But um, yeah, I'd say if it's important to you, stick to it. As I said, a lot of culture is important and a lot of things can get left behind in the past. Unfortunately, if you're you're not paired with someone potentially of the same culture, because you may just have to compromise if you do date someone outside of your culture. An example of that is I met this couple where they were of the same cultural background, spoke the same, I'd say native language, same mm-hmm. tribe, but they came to America at different points in time. And yeah, it does make a difference, which I've realized as of late. But yeah, so they were talking about language and how important it is. And I just remember the husband was like, well, I want my kids to know Spanish fluently. And she was like, but why? I want them to know how to speak our tribal language. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But And I think, I think he was okay with both, but his perspective was they're going to, it's much more beneficial for them being in the U S that they know Spanish, which I mean, we get it, but at the same time, not to say that they can't learn three to four languages, but in terms of priority, just being on the same page. And in this example, they seem to be aligned and of the same culture, but things like that could potentially be the deciding factor of is our tribal language going to live on through our lineage if we as a couple don't prioritize them learning our tribal language if it's Spanish because they live here in America that's a big difference than you know if they were potentially back at home or if they were partnered with a person who also thought that hey my no questions asked my child at at a minimum is going to know our native language so yeah what about you? Um, I am one of those women who uh, I would like to find a partner with the same cultural background. They don't have to be Liberian, you know, like I'm Liberian. Um, I immigrated here in 07. I don't want to say else. I'm not settling. Um, if I don't find someone with, you know, who's Liberian, I don't really care about the tribes. We don't hold that to like a high importance in Liberia, you know, as as with other as with other countries. So, but if they're not Liberian, it could be anywhere in like Africa, West Africa, preferably. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of like dating. Um, I guess I'm back in the dating pool. Yay. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep my mind open. Um, maybe I have some friends will be like oh there's this guy he's from like Benin I'll mm-hmm. be like okay let's meet him um okay. I don't want to be like, no only Liberian only yeah. like Hela, only this no so as you said like keep an open mind um if that's what you really want you know just keep trying but 
I don't, I don't want to say feel like pressured to. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not like I must. I would love to, but. And I will say that, you know, for some people, if culture isn't as important, you know, maybe they don't see just how that one factor will change your whole experience in terms of dating and marriage with mm-hmm. that person. Now, I, I will say, sidebar, I think for this conversation, we could assume, make the assumption that you're aligned on all your other values and morals and things that are important to you. So obviously finances, maybe it's religion, lifestyle. We're just going to make the assumption that you're aligned on all those other things. We won't complicate this conversation too much, but on the culture piece, it could really change your whole experience with that person just because that one aspect is different. And like you said, to your previous partner, where you felt like you didn't have to explain certain things and it, you know, it was kind of a struggle, your experience with him is completely different and then vice versa than if you would have just changed that one piece. Exactly. And they're with, he's with someone who kind of understands that aspect of maybe him not being as close with his family. And then you're with someone who's like all about family all day, but yeah. it can change your entire experience um, being with being with that person. When I think of like my family unit in the future, like I'm picturing like a Liberian guy, we're raising our like beautiful dark skinned Liberian children. Like we don't have to, we can have inside jokes and like, I don't have to explain like lingos and, you know, foods and life is just, we're just in, <laughs> we're just meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, that's just that one part that's missing and that I would love to find. Absolutely love to find. Yeah. And it, it does make a difference. Um, I, I could even say that from personal experience, even though my husband and I were raised culturally different, we do have a lot in common um, because he was born here. So we were in two different areas of the country, but there are certain things that we do alike or we like a lot of the same thing. So it does make our relationship experience, um, I guess, kind of easy. It's a lot of things we don't have to think about or talk about. It just kind of comes second nature. But then because there is that whole aspect of, oh yeah, well, I was raised a little bit different. We also have differences as well. But I just think for us, those differences are fairly minor in the big picture. So, you know, it works for us, but it's definitely not for everyone. So Crystal, do you have any final thoughts or, or advice to young women who are unsure if they want a cross-cultural relationship? My first advice would just be open about dating. Um, if you don't have a preference now, I would just say test the waters. But if you do have a preference like me, I would just be like clear, just be intentional about what you want, um, your your values, your beliefs, because it can clear up so many things in the beginning. This is just a personal experience. I would have just avoided, you know, just months of just of just confusion, I guess, if I had just been clear in the beginning, like, this is what I see my life to be. This is what I see our family to be. And if you think you can't compromise on any issues, don't go in thinking you can change the person because you can't. <laughs> um, and you shouldn't want to, but you shouldn't want a person to change just because you want them to, you know? So like, if you absolutely know, like, I can't compromise on this one issue, but be like, I'll, I'll date her or I'll date him instead. I'll make them change. Sis, no, (laughs) don't. You cannot make that person change. 
yeah. yeah, that's just advice from just a little bit of advice from me. Um, how about you? Yeah, I, I like what you said about not changing the person, especially if you're intentionally dating for long-term partnership. Can you imagine how exhausting that would be being with someone ideally forever (laughs) and you're still having conversations about, hey, well, you should be doing things this or that way. And you kind of knew going into it that you guys were just different. And I know we've all heard the whole like, oh, well, opposites attract. Mm, Really? I don't believe that. (laughs) No. I think having some differences, you're not. 100% you're not going to be clones of each other but I just don't know if I believe in the whole like opposites attract type thing uh as far as advice for young women I just say take some time to think about what your optimal or ideal best relationship would what it would be like and if you think a significant portion of that experience is going to be driven by culture then I'd say cross-cultural relationships isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would keep in mind that even within the same culture, even if you were raised similar, same tribe, you were born next door to each other, whatever the case may be, people can go against cultural norms. They can change, they can evolve, or just plain be different. So I would just keep that in mind. And it's okay if it's not for you. I think we're just in a unique position where we're minorities, we're a smaller percent of the population. So we're having, we're having this discussion because we're in a melting pot. And, you know, with that, that just means that we have to maybe not be so hard on ourselves to, you know, be so open (laughs) about these things that we may actually really feel passionate about. And if culture is one of those things, that's okay. But if not, that's okay too. Yes. (laughs) Well, all right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And if you've loved what you've heard, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Also, our time together doesn't have to end here. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we love to hear your thoughts as well. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals podcast, but we'll continue this conversation throughout the next week. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,